Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Get More Students podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Asher, CEO of LearnCube, and we are talking today with Emma Fowl. Emma is a social media and strategy expert, and what we really wanted to cover was how to use email marketing for student recruitment in particular. And this is such an important part of anybody's marketing strategy. It definitely dovetails with social media marketing, content marketing, and so many other forms. And it really becomes the backbone of so much of what we do as marketers. Your email list, in fact, is one of the only real channels that you completely own and have control over, and it is still as vibrant and as important now as it ever was. So in this particular episode, we're going to be talking about what an effective marketing strategy looks like, and particularly how it helps with two goals. The first being how to nurture relationships using email marketing, and secondly, how you can use email marketing to educate your audience. Now, there are a lot of other goals, but those are the two that we're going to focus on. We're also going to have a bonus segment around how to create effective lead magnets. So you're in for a treat and listen in. Thanks, Alex. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, so um, we talk about how we can use email marketing for student recruitment. So recruiting students to our courses, to um, our tutoring services. Um, and there are loads of different ways to use it. So um, actually, I'll first just address, I often get asked, well, how does this have to do with social media marketing? It has lots to do with social media marketing. So um, I'll show you a, um, in a moment as we go through how we can um, use email marketing to really help us get a return on what we're doing on, be it social media organically, paid social media ads like Herbert was talking about, um, and through lots of different um, marketing activity as well. So really email marketing, you think of it as like the, the, the um, underpinnings for all your um, marketing activity, and we'll go from there. So ultimately, of course, we're aiming to get our students to sign up to our programs and services. That's, that's what we're here for. That's the ultimate, um, you know, what keeps our, our businesses going. So email marketing can help in a really big way with that. Um, I wanted to just start off with just a really simple, straightforward definition of simply what is email marketing so that there can be some kind of confusion as to exactly what's involved in it. And I'll call on HubSpot here, who are a really um, globally renowned provider of um, email marketing software, specifically um, automated email marketing software as well. Um, and they define email marketing as a means of communicating in a timely, useful and a helpful way to your email subscriber list. So I pull out these three, um, three words here because it's something that I have come against before, which is, well, this preconception that email marketing can be a bit spammy, can be a bit annoying, and actually that's not what it is at all. Effective email marketing can really, really be helpful, not only to you growing your business um, and getting more, uh, more customers, more students, but it can be really helpful and provide a lot of value to the subscribers on your email marketing list. Because let's not forget, if we're operating in the EU and the UK, these people have opted into our email marketing list. First and foremost, this is them saying, yes, we like your brand. I want to hear more from you. So you're not spamming them. You're not annoying them. It's not a list that you've bought. It's something that they have actively asked you to um, tell them more about. So that's first and foremost. Um, and it can be really, really effective. And people are definitely not going to be bored of receiving your email marketing. So... Um, Without further ado, I'll just start with um, next a couple of statistics, which might surprise you when it comes to email marketing. Um, so it's 
actually even more widely used daily than social media platforms. So nearly 4 billion people around the world use email daily. Um, and for millennials, so that kind of 26 to 38 year old bracket, so it spans quite a bit, quite a big age bracket. Um, it's the preferred brand communication method for um, them over and above social media. And this also spans down to younger age groups, right, as well. So as well as talking about the, the younger parent graphic that we're talking about, that we're talking to and trying to reach for our, the student ages as well, um, it's, it's just as popular as well as we, as we filter down through the age groups um, for that really meaningful brand connection. So yes, they want to be seeing on your social channels um, all the exciting engagement, um, entertaining content, but then when it comes to making decisions finding out the crux of what you offer email marketing um, is where you want to put a lot of that information 99% of people using email check them daily I mean I'm sure for all email users here I personally check my multiple times a day it's, it's hard to get away from sometimes at the moment um, but that's life today isn't it um, and impressively marketers using segmented email marketing campaigns which I'll go into a bit more detail um, they can have up to a 760% increase in their sales revenue so through this is again from HubSpot um, but it's just as applicable to email marketing automation as to um, other forms of email marketing so it's a really really powerful tool for us to get to grips with so you might be thinking well that all sounds great but isn't email marketing kind of just i do a monthly newsletter and isn't that isn't that pretty much it absolutely a monthly newsletter or a bi-weekly newsletter is a form of email marketing of course but that's not necessarily the um, most effective form of email marketing when it comes to first making contact with um, your prospective students and customers so there are loads of different ways um, that we can communicate within our email marketing and these are just some of them so far from being spammy and salesy and you know dare i say annoying to people receiving our emails we can use emails to nurture our relationships to educate them on what we offer build brand loyalty you know if an inbox is quite a personal space these days it's so busy and overcrowded so if we're making sure that our brand communications our email communications are providing value um, not annoying people they're giving them information they want to know about and being helpful that can really go a long way to building this brand affinity this brand loyalty to your particular your particular business equally it can help with retention so if you've got a, a student who's currently been working with you um, and they're coming to the end of their course of tutoring or the end of their language course, you can use email marketing to upsell them or cross sell them on, on other services and other languages they might be interested in to extend their um, tutoring package, for example, lots of different ways we can use it to, to keep our current customer base going. And it's a much easier sell to do so um, than when we're trying to always attract new students. So that can be a really good way to, to grow our businesses as well with email marketing. Um, if that's not for them and they just want to you know finish the the tutoring sessions or, or finish the the course with us then then that's fine as well we can use um their input to gather we can use email marketing sorry to gather feedback from them so how did we perform did we match your expectations how can we improve and we can feed this back into all of our systems our marketing but also our services what we're offering to them face to face um and that can just help us um, build our businesses and continually improve as well Obviously, if you've got any online or hopefully soon in-person events as well, we can we can signal those as well to our email subscriber list, as well as, of course, new products and services. So there are lots of uses that we've discussed. I just want to pull out two in particular and go into them in a lot more detail. So those are nurturing relationships and educating our 
audience. And this is where we come back to what I mentioned before with um, the link through to organic social media marketing or really any marketing, particularly digital marketing that we're doing within our businesses. So ultimately we want to um, facilitate the moving of our inquiries of our students and parents through this funnel. So this is an adapted student and parent customer journey funnel, um, sometimes gone through and called a flywheel as well as a, as a continuous loop, because you get as you get to the end with the advocacy, the idea is they'll bring in people back into the top of the loop. So we'll go with the funnel for today. Um, so ultimately, email marketing can be used at any point during this funnel process. We want to nurture them through the journey while educating about their offer. Uh, about your offer sorry so um it's often a joint decision isn't it between between students and parents obviously depending on the exact nature of the service that we're offering but often in education it's it's at least influenced by by parent and by student vice versa so how can we get them to get move through this funnel with email marketing so i put together a bit of an example um just to get you started on how this might look for your business okay so lead magnet is where it starts so this is simply going to be something that's going to be of value to your target audience okay this is the hook that gets them in because obviously in order to execute email marketing we need to have their email address and ideally their names we could be a little bit personal okay so how do we get hold of their email address this really valuable asset that people are like i don't want to give away because i don't want to get spam into my inbox it's already so overcrowded we can get hold of it by providing something that's going to be wanted by your target audience something that's going to be of value but without giving away lots of what you offer we don't want to give away anything for free that's going to that's going to be detrimental to our services so for example um this might be um you know download the list of top tips for um maximizing productivity when you're studying or how to find the right tutor for you tips for achieving language fluency all that sort of thing um, might be um you know, a value of interest to your target audience. It's something that's going to make them think, hmm, I want this, so I'm going to give you my email address in order to get it. And how we capture that is through a lead capture form, which is simply um, hosted on a, a page on your website. Um, and it's to that page that we then drive all the traffic. So be it from your organic social media, your social media ads, whatever it might be, um, that is the URL link that we're going to drive them to. That's where they can get hold of the of the form. And so from here, this email marketing automation kind of comes into its own. So at least we want to be sending them a thank you email. So straight away, we're thanking them for um, downloading whatever it is we've, we've given them. Um, we're acknowledging that they've taken the time to, to hand over their email address and start this, start this relationship with us. And practically, we're probably also going to be sending them the actual download as well, if it's not going to be readily available on screen. So next, we've done the thank you email. We want to continue nurturing our relationship with them. How do we do this? We want to make them aware that our emails are going to be worth opening now. So I should have mentioned as well, on the lead magnet form, we need to be having um, an opt-in or an opt-out um, checkbox. So we're making sure we're getting their permission to send them subsequent emails. So after that thank you email, if we've got permission to send them further emails, talking about our offer maybe building on what we we've already started um, discussing in the lead magnet so it might be more useful tips related to studying or you know how to further your your language fluency or you know I don't know something that's going to be building on what you've said in your lead magnet um, ultimately how your product how your service will help them achieve their goal but without yet specifically mentioning your product or service so giving them a reason to know that our emails are going to be worth opening 
So giving them these tips, helping them solve the problem, um, that's another really good one to include in your in your value email sequence is, um, you know, lots of our customers have this problem, here's how we help them solve it. And it's a bit of a soft sell into your into your products and offering as well. Next, we're going to be wanting to put our product in front of them, put our service in front of them. So we've told you the ways that we can give you value. We've told you how we can help you solve your problem. Now here is a direct link to sign up so that we can actively help you do so as one of our paying customers. And this is where we start selling in your product as well. You could also, depending on your email marketing um, sophistication of your, of your platform, of your system, also time involves setting this up as well. You could go into a conditional um, automation after that. So you can condition it. So if they've clicked on a link to sign up to your course and signed up, completed sign up, that they don't get any more emails from you. If they don't, however, click, then you can say, okay, well, they opened the email, but they didn't click. So they weren't that interested enough to sign up. I need to give them something more to compel them to do so. You might therefore send them um, an offer, maybe a financial or you know something else um, downloadable that's, that's of value to them to, to further continue nurturing this relationship. Um, and really where you go after that is up to you. You can get as, as long and as sophisticated in your email um, automate and follow-ups and workflows as you, as you wish. Um, but as a start, it's a really good one to start with just having one thank you email, two value emails and, and a sign up and an offer email. Okay, <laughs> so that was quite a lot of information. So what happens after that? You know, what if we get to the end of our email sequence, the end of our email marketing sequence, and they just don't sign up? Okay, there could be a myriad reasons why that might not why that might be. They might just not be ready right now. They might be looking, you know, a year or two in advance thinking, well, I want to continue talking to this company, but I'm not quite ready to, to sell just yet. And that's absolutely fine. That's where other forms of email marketing can come in and support the rest of your ongoing activity. So holding emails, I'm going to call them holding emails. This is where your newsletters can come in. You can put them into your newsletter list, make sure you're keeping on um, updating them on your new products, your services, um, how great your brand is, how great your, your company is. You're keeping yourself front of the, on the front of their mind so that when they are ready to make that purchase, they are ready to make that decision, that you're the one they take that with. You might also choose to put them onto another nurture sequence about a related topic, a different language, a different package, different service. It's up to you. I'd also recommend keep checking your insights as with any marketing, keep checking your insights to see, you know, did this email work? Did lots of people open it or did it cause lots of unsubscribes? Because if you're causing lots of unsubscribes, there's something off with the messaging. We don't want to be putting in all the work to get people to download the lead magnet, hand over their email for them then to drop off your mailing list. Because obviously once they've unsubscribed, you can't keep emailing them. So we want to keep looking at what's working for you, what's not working for you, so that you can optimize, so that you can continually improve your process, improve your email marketing, and also feed it back into your, your services and your products as well. So that's enough from me. Um, if you've got any questions, fire away. I was kind of curious if you had any ideas on lead magnets to start off these, um, these email marketing sequences. Um, do you have any kind of um, thoughts about lead magnets and what 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 seem to still be of value and, and working in the education sector? Yeah, I think things like um, lists and infographics are really really powerful. Um, you know, I think video is still quite um, it's still quite a high value um, lead magnet, but also it does take time. Obviously, people have to sit and just 
watch for whether it's a minute or two or whatever. Whereas the beauty of an infographic or, or a list is people, you know, we don't have much time these days. We want the information now. So you can just look, digest, go, yeah, okay, done. So yeah, list in an infographic would be my go-tos. Fantastic. Just for people that are really at the, the starting line with getting email going, it can sort of feel a bit overwhelming. Uh, do you want to just give some advice on like maybe the one, two, and three to at least get people moving in the right direction and then they can kind of build that, um, that confidence as they go? Yeah, so I think the first step is obviously finding, uh, the real first step is finding an email marketing platform that's going to work for you. So there are loads of different um, platforms that provide really useful free tools before you're ready to, and, and before you need to really make the investment. So um, like MailChimp's got a really good free one um and purple purple pigeon something like that i think i think active campaign is a good one as well i personally use that one um and campaign monitor is particularly good for education um yeah and hubspot as i mentioned a lot they do a great email platform um but it does get quite pricey compared to the others as, as you know as you as you work up but that sounds really good. So, I mean, I think the first thing is make sure you're capturing emails in the first place. I think a lot of people forget the importance of those emails. And uh, rather than me describe it, how would you describe how important it is to get that email, even if somebody doesn't purchase at that particular moment? Yeah, really, really important. Um, you know, you can't follow up with people if you don't have a contact, if you don't have that email contact. So, um yeah, getting that email is is really important. And actually, I should have mentioned before when I was talking about lead magnets, actually, the more expensive a price point that your product is pitched at, the more value that initial lead magnet should give, because obviously you're asking people to hand over a bigger investment. So also take that into consideration, the price point of what you're offering. Um, but yeah, we want to get the email. And then even if they're not going to be, like I said, taking action with our initial um automation sequence afterwards you want to keep it there don't let it go cold keep talking to them through regular semi-regular um, emails newsletters and that sort of thing because eventually like i said they're going to be at the point of buying and if you're the one that's been showing up in their inbox giving them value and, and being present then you're the one they're much more likely to buy from that makes total sense so if someone is teaching for example english to french people should they be writing in french or should they be writing in english that is a really good question. So let me go ahead around. They're teaching English to French people. So if you're if you're trying to attract people who need to um, access your English course to improve their English, I would talk to them in French because that's what they're most likely going to be understanding. Um, yeah, I mean, always think about the target of what you're trying to achieve, right? So for example, I know this isn't relevant for today, but I used to work in higher ed and in the UK, and we're talking to people who need a certain level of English in order to access the university courses. So we're talking to them in English, not their native language. But if you're pitching for, a, say, a beginner level or even an intermediate level um, English course to French people, go for French because they're more likely to understand what you're saying. Be the one thing that people can action this week. I would say go and set up just a simple newsletter sign up on your website. And I say it's simple because a lot of website CMSs just have a newsletter block. You can just drag and drop it onto the bottom of your homepage and you can just then simply send it to your inbox. If you don't have an email marketing set up, it's a really simple way to just start collecting these email addresses because without them, you can't do your email marketing. Yeah. So you have to have emails to be able to do it. So yeah. that's uh, a couldn't be better said. So thank you so much for joining us, Emma. How are people going to follow and, and find you as well? Yeah, so uh, my website is www.attinger.com or you can find me over on Instagram as well. I'm probably most contactable there at Attinger Digital. 
Thank you so much for listening in. And before you go, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get more ideas, inspiration, and motivation around marketing your language or tutoring business. Tune in today and get more students tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye now.